Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day that he was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Amen. Let's go before the Lord, another prayer, and ask him to to bless the word and to bless the remainder of the service. So we see in this passage of scripture that the apostles had one last opportunity to ask Jesus a question before he was going to ascend to the Father. They were with Jesus for three years during Jesus' earthly ministry and they finally had one last opportunity 
to ask him a question before the ascension. And this was the question. Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? That was their question. It was a political question because Israel was under the power of the Romans and they understood that Jesus had received all power and authority. And so the question was a political one. They wanted to know if the kingdom would be restored at that time. Because in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, Jesus had told his disciples, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So they knew he had all authority. And they wanted Jesus to exercise that authority. They wanted Jesus to restore the kingdom of Israel and to vanquish the enemies of Israel. That was their plans, their ideas. But we look and we see the response of Jesus. Jesus says, it is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. And then he goes on, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses. And the disciples and the apostles, they knew that Jesus was the one who fulfilled the prophecy of Daniel chapter seven. And in Daniel chapter seven, we see that one approaches the ancient of days, one in the likeness of the Son of Man who approaches the ancient of days to receive all the power all the dominion and to receive an everlasting kingdom. And they knew this. And it's important to realize that Jesus was given. He says in, the, he says in Matthew chapter 28, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And so a really good question to ask, well, did Jesus ever lose that authority? How can it be given to him, right? Did he ever lose that authority? And the answer is no, ever. Jesus was fully God and fully man. And as God, he always had that authority, amen? And he came into the world on behalf of mankind. And on behalf of mankind, he regained the authority of man for the glory of God, and that is how the authority was given to him in the essence of his human likeness. He never lost his divinity, and I can prove that from scripture. From John chapter eight, verse 58, he's speaking there to the Jews, and the Jews are very hostile to Jesus, and Jesus says, before Abraham was, I am. And they knew exactly what he meant, that he was God. And they picked up stones to stone him. And he didn't say, I was, or he didn't say, I will be. He said, I am. It was a confirmation of his deity, of his divinity, that he was 100% God. And also, he came in the likeness of man. He was 100% man. And it's important to realize that Jesus came on behalf of man to use the authority that was given to man at the creation of the world. When God created the world, the heavens and the earth, scripture tells us that he created it perfect. 
It was awesome. And God gave dominion man. And man had authority over all the earth. And we see that today. We see that man has dominion over the earth today. And we see people in high positions who are able to make decisions today that have grave consequences. And there are rulers today. There are authorities today, human authorities, because God gave that authority to man. And he gave it specifically to Adam and Eve. But Adam and Eve, they took their authority and they submitted their authority not to the will of God, but to the will of Satan. And so sin came into the world when they did that, when they used their authority to please Satan and for the will of Satan versus the will of God. And we see today that there are human authorities today that will use their authority for Satan to advance the kingdom of darkness and there are also authorities that will use their authority for good to advance the kingdom of God. And Jesus came to receive all the authority on behalf of man. And that's why he fulfilled the prophecy of the book of Daniel, when one in the likeness of the Son of Man would receive this authority. And Jesus would use this human authority, not like Adam and Eve who used it to rebel against God, but he used it to perfectly submit himself to the will of God. And we see in this passage that the apostles, they knew that Jesus had this authority, but when they were looking at Jesus and they were looking into the heavens to see him ascend, the angels there asked them a question. The angels said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. And so basically, the angel was telling him, why are you idle? Why are you just looking into heaven and looking for Jesus, looking to Jesus as he's going up? He's reminding them that Jesus gave a command, and this was his command, that they would go into Jerusalem to await the promise of the Holy Spirit and be there, be his witnesses. So Jesus, who had all authority, he gave specific commands. And even though he has all power and all authority, he has given us specific commands, specific instructions to follow. And that's what, and th that, the commands that he gave back then are true for us today, that he wants us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He wants us to be his witnesses in all the earth, amen? And we see that the church was filled with the power of God, and they had an impact on the world back then. The early church had such a big impact in all spheres of life, including a very prevalent one today, which is they had a political impact. They sought to have a political impact in their day. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 2, Apostle Paul says this, 
First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. Amen. And they knew, the early church knew that they were going to have a big impact on their society, and they knew it was important to have people in high positions that would support this mission of being witnesses. And so they had even a political agenda. And we know that Apostle Paul speaks to King Agrippa and seeks to convert King Agrippa because he understands the influence and the power of King Agrippa. And it's sad to say that the church today has in a sense, given up in some areas of of their political sphere of influence. And that has come because of lies from the enemy, lies such as separation of church and state, which was a term that Thomas Jefferson used to speak to the church, to comfort the church, to say that the government will not infringe on the church. And there is attacks from the enemy There are spiritual attacks and there are also people that the enemy has used to use this and to say that Christians should not be in the government. To say that Christians should have no influence in the political arena. And they spew out these lies. And it's okay for them to spew out the lies, but it's not okay for us to believe them, amen? It's important for us to stand on the truth of scripture that the Lord has called us to be his witnesses to be the agents of change here on this earth. Not to be like the apostles who were just gazing into heaven, understanding that God had all authority, but to do what they did later when they went and they prayed for the power of the Holy Spirit. They went and they were witnesses. They took action on their faith. And this is what I believe God wants for the church today. He wants the church to do what the early church did, to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, to testify to the Lord. And I understand that politics are just a vessel. It's important that we keep our eyes on what is more important, to keep our eyes on being witnesses of Jesus, amen? And politics are just a vessel for that. But they are too important. And I believe that we need to pray for those in high position. We need to pray for President Trump. I understand that there's been a a very fishy election and a lot of dark things have been happening. But I believe that a a lot of corruption will be exposed. And I'm praying and I'm believing that. And I'm I'm praying for President Trump. I'm, I'm urging the church as well to pray for President Trump, to pray for those in high office, in high positions, so that we, as, as the people of God, can lead godly and dignified lives. Amen? And also, let us continue to urge one another to testify to the grace of God, to testify to the Lord. I was very encouraged. I went to a Bible study on Tuesday, and two young ladies there were testifying about how they shared and they witnessed to their friends and to their coworkers about the gospel And I believe God wants us to do more of this and wants us, his church, to rise in this ministry of testifying about Jesus to our coworkers, to our friends, to our neighbors. And may God help us. Amen.